Welcome to the IAB MENA podcast, where we delve into all things relating to the ever-changing world of advertising in the MENA region. In this panel, what we're going to do is maybe dissect some of that data um, and get the, the point of view of some of the, the thought leaders in the industry. So we have a great panel today. I'll let everyone introduce themselves. But the, the panel is made up of a mix of people from agencies uh, and um, some of the big tech companies that uh, are going to be able to maybe dive in and give their POV on some of the, the data that we've seen when it comes to channel level growth. So um, I'll let all the esteemed panelists introduce themselves. Um, I'm Chris Salomi. I'm the uh, Chief Digital Officer for Omnicom Media Group. But um, as Ian mentioned, my role today is I, I lead the Research and Measurement Committee. So first of all, would you like to introduce Thank yourself? Thank you, Chris. I'm great to be here. A uh, very quick one. My name is Joran Shab. I am head of business partnerships across MENA within TikTok. Thank you very much. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Huda. I'm uh, the CEO for Habas Media. Uh, thank you, Chris. Hi, I'm Mohammed Aitani. I'm the head of agency and development and um, programmatic at Amazon Ads. Thanks, Chris. My name is Sebastian. I lead our global partnerships team uh, across the Middle East and Africa for Google. All right. So the first question, and uh, maybe we'll start from Joanne and work this way. This is a question to everyone. Um, we've just seen the number $5.8 billion. Um, 5.5. My bad. Hey, what's 300 between friends, right? Anyway, starting off, is is this is this what you expected? Okay. And were you surprised? No, I think to be honest with you, and Daniel mentioned a lot of these points already, this makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense in a year like 2022, when we've seen some of the key GCC markets like UAE, like Qatar, but most importantly, like KSA, venture into a lot of economic diversification and expansion plays whether it's investment across travel and tourism and sports industries or mega and giga projects or even the IPs for tentpole events such as Expo and World Cup. When we look at all of those factors combined, we see that this growth for 2022 makes a lot of sense. But more importantly, this is the impetus for a longer term investment and trend in the region that will hopefully continue to stimulate such growth and acceleration. True. Actually, um, was I surprised? Were we surprised? I think uh, digital ad spend has been growing uh, year on year. We've seen about 350% growth since 2018. Uh, and that's really remarkable. And obviously, Daniel mentioned the real reasons, the big reasons behind that World Cup, Expo, uh, you know, the, the launch of the makeup projects in the region but also uh, the resurgence of uh, sectors that have recovered after the pandemic, like you know the airlines and the tourism sectors. And those played an important role in the 20% that we see as an increase this year. All right, so you left nothing for, for me and good luck, Sebastian, and uh, follow up on that. I read your notes and uh, we can't skip this question. All right, so uh, actually I'm a little bit uh, underwhelmed with, uh, with this number. I expected a higher growth. I expected something around 25, so 40. Uh, 25%. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all the reasons are true, but also we have to take into consideration the new channels that just launched in, uh, in MENA over the past uh, couple of years uh, has also actually driven uh, a lot of growth around that. Uh, GCC, um, we spoke a lot about that uh, already. But again, I mean, I think 
uh, other North uh, African countries should contribute to uh, to big growth. Uh, socioeconomic, it's not helping a lot. Uh, but I expected um, a growth of around 25%. Um, uh, uh, we've been always been growing above 25% over the past, past year. So I don't, I mean, now with all of this and the new channels, I would have expected such a growth. I think, yeah, I'm very positive, double-digit growth, especially leaping the COVID year of uh, 2020. We did 26% then. To only reduce that by six percentage points was already said by Daniel. It's quite impressive, and it's in a, it attests to what we're doing on a, on a day-to-day. Everybody here in the room contributes to something that is seen valuable, valuable enough to invest more in, more of advertisers' money. So I'm very positive about this. I'm also, we're consistent in our methodology year over year, and that's why we see this growth. I think the export component is a very interesting one, and I wonder how that weighs into the growth of the region as well. Well, actually, um, we really need to acknowledge that the MENA that we're talking about is 16 different markets, and every market has its own nuances and it has its own uniqueness. And when we say, you know, 300 plus million people, 100 million of those are in Egypt, where the internet penetration is only 40%. Yeah. So this plays a very, very big role in those numbers. But also, I think, you know, the entry cost in digital plays also a role. I know, for example, the CPM in uh, in Egypt is uh, 80% cheaper than in the US and other markets, and this also plays a role. But I do agree that we still rely heavily on uh, offline media and traditional media, and I think outdoor is, is, a, is a big player here, specifically because uh, of the urban concentrations in specific areas. Like in the UAE, we have like a million different nationalities. So if you want to reach everybody, you just need to place one ad on Sheikh Zayed Road and you get like 80% reach. Yeah. So I think uh, I think this also, you know, skews the numbers. I think deep diving now into some of the, in, the insights that we saw, some of the really interesting stuff we saw focused on um, trends within channels. So the first thing I want to talk about, and for me, the big story was the, the growth of social video. So... Um, Joanne, maybe you can, um, you, you know, you work at TikTok, you have some, some inside, you know, inside knowledge of this topic. Um, can you talk to us about, um, is this what you expected and what, what can we expect? What, where do you think this growth and why this growth in, in, in social video? So I think definitely when we saw the figures, um, especially for video social, um, which is close to 50% growth, it is a very high number. Now, if we actually take a step back and look at the audiences today, look at the fact that more than ever they are very critical, very fast-paced, very saturated, then it gives us a glimpse into why potentially video and more specifically short-form format is taking center stage and why it's being so high in the growth that it's stimulating. The reality is that more than ever this young population, this mobile-first population, really wants to consume snackable content on the go that they can access at whatever point in their day they're at. And they want to know the so what directly so they can not waste their time and quickly understand whether it's relevant, engaging, and or entertaining enough for them. So this evolution in their consumption of content is what I see is driving the significant growth and brands need to pay attention to that because this is how to tap into those consumers. And if you couple that with another very interesting trend, which is that more and more we're seeing that audiences want to explore or discover 
personalized content and they are very much um, leaning away from content that they perceive is commercial or that is being pushed against or onto them, then you really see why this is happening because this video short form content is what they are inclined to go towards and what they are discovering and tapping into themselves versus what brands may want them to see or want them to react to. It's encouraging because usually we always get criticized as, as marketers that we, we, we lag behind where the eyeballs are, right? And yeah. in this instance, we're seeing actually marketers are following the eyeballs at the pace of which um, growth in, in the channels are happening. Let, let me move on to a different topic, which is search. Um, and, and Daniel looked at both the uh, horizontal uh, search but vertical. Um, you know, it's 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 never been, and it's still not the powerhouse it is in other regions. Um, you know, search is is not 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 as big as it could be, or, or maybe should be. Um, Seb, maybe do you want to talk talk about you know what do you take out of this, and and what advice do you give to marketers? Because there seems to be a lot of value still to be extracted from search. Fair, thanks, and thanks for calling it a powerhouse. And I don't know if you saw that, but the mic was handed over uh, by Mohammed to me. And I think that defines the difference between horizontal and vertical search. If <laughs> play nice. <laughs> so yeah, I feel responsible for talking about search. I, I'm, I'm curious to see ahead nods if I say that I think search is still central to always on performance strategies. I think that remains that way. Um, and in, in, thanks <laughs> Ryan. And in, in general, uh, I think, yes, we are still a nascent market on some, uh, some factors. We still see a lot of growth. And we do believe that growth uh, comes from performance as well. For sure, we've seen now, and Joanne said it right, brand and, and, and video being very strong drivers of, uh, of this growth. However, um, for Google search, when you, when you zoom in a little bit, just on us, I, I think we're moving as a region to the next stage of maturity. A lot more advertisers are very curious to see how they can get ROI, to see how they can drive profitability was said by Daniel as well. Um, also, we will see more competition. We see global um, players, advertisers come to the auction and raise auction pressure. And we also see local advertisers being way more savvy around their data and measurement. So I think we're a bit at a pivotal point. Um, I think we'll move to where the other markets are slowly uh, but steadily. Now that's all up until today. But looking forward, I'm not sure who's uh, able to go to GML in, uh, in Riyadh, but the kind of announcements that we made around search were, were impressive. It's, um, um, it's going to be conversational. We're going to have more understanding of clients. And, and that's all coming forward. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, I invite you to watch Google I.O. or uh, Google uh, Marketing Live. Um, but yeah, with that, I'm, I'm bullish about search in the MENA region. Yeah. yeah, it's cool again, right? It's, it's a cool channel. And I think uh, it, the, the AI stuff is actually making it really interesting. But I think something that Dan mentioned was the, or Daniel, I should say, sorry, um, is, is the worth of vertical search. So, uh, Mohammed, maybe you can talk a bit about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, first, I want to thank you, Sebastian, for passing the mic back. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're, we're all friends here. We're, we're all members of the IAB <laughs> here today, guys. Come on. All right. Um, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let, 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 let's get my, my, my thoughts back. Yeah. All right. Um, we spoke about search being vertical. Daniel spoke a lot about it um, uh, as well. Uh, but search is not only about search engines. Now we're venturing into commerce. If you look at Amazon, 
search volume has been growing uh, double year on year. Uh, Saudi Arabia has been fueling the growth on uh, search and search volumes. Um, and I think that the common mistake that we do that we bucket search in the lower funnel. And we assume that if you want uh, a purchase or direct response, et cetera, search is the, the answer. But what we see from Amazon and from the search volume that, that, uh, that we got, the brands are now looking at search also to build the full, uh, the full funnel, not only the lower funnel. So think about consideration, not only uh, purchase. Only by doing that, I think there will be more uh, search volumes. Uh, there will be more actually search budgets uh, uh, going into that. I think the number here should, could be better uh, in terms of uh, the search spend. And the future is bright, but uh, we have to stop bucketing it into the lower funnel performance only and look at search as a full funnel uh, approach from that standpoint. Um, yes, please. I want to ask a question. Uh, do you think that uh, the fact that it's, I think, a bit difficult to search in Arabic plays a role in this and the search volumes are lower than other markets by any chance? Actually, this is an interesting one. It's, it's, it's whether or not the in, it's, it's the investment in search, paid search behind the search volumes. So if, the, if that's the case, there's lots of value there. Or is it a case that we're not seeing as much in just pure search search uh, search queries? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't talk to that to the volumes, but absolutely Arabic is a is a priority language. And I don't know if your personal experience because I'm not Arabic, but is is good on Google or not? Because we do invest in in Arabic language absolutely. Um, mo moving away from the channels, that there was something that was really really interesting that which was the the, the growth of brand. And, and you know we're a video first market, and I'm really proud of the fact that you know we for our industry that we that that shows maturity. You know one of the one of the big issues with digital has always been, and it's actually led to a, a ten year decline in overall ad effectiveness. That we were just so focused on short term, and a big part of that was a focus on performance and, and performance in digital. But in our market, it's a different picture. We're seeing a growth in brand. Um, Huda, you work with lots of clients. It, you know, you, you have conversations with them, you talk to them about their investment strategy, long-term versus short-term. What was your takeout from that? Well, I agree with you. It's good to see that the share of spend on brands has been increasing. It has increased this year. And I think this is driven mainly by the launches, the mega project launches that happened in the region and who, which needed really to, to achieve high reach and, and build uh, strong awareness before they could move to lower funnel and transactional activity. And, uh, but I want to say that there is performance media is consuming a very large share of the, of the budgets, of the advertising budgets. And uh, that's obviously long tail plays a big role. Small and medium-sized businesses cannot afford, uh, you know, to, to, to any wastage and, and, and they need to use performance media to attain very, uh, you know, uh, quick gains. Uh, but we also see large brands, uh, large players in the market that are focused on performance media and that have been focused on performance media, some of them for more than uh, four to eight years without any uh, spend on brands. And, um, and I think that's a little bit because obviously uh, advertising, as you said, advertising, spend and budgets are always an operational cost on the PNL and and there are when you know especially now after the the pandemic there are cost cutting conversations and really it navigates down to either performance 
or brand where in fact it must be a balancing act. And we all know, you know, from the studies around the world that, you know, investing in a brand, a brand that invests uh, in media, in advertising, and that maintains their investments, deliver better top line and bottom line. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have local data and that really pains us, for, you know, as an agency. We don't have any local data to help CMOs and provide them with enough ammunition to stand up and, and you know, defend their budget allocation in front of CFOs. But one thing before uh, I, I finish on this, I, you know, Meaningful Brands is a study, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are aware that we uh, conduct on a, on a yearly basis. And it says that seven, if tomorrow 75% of brands disappear, no one would care. And consumers care about brands that not only deliver on the functional benefits, on the functional values, but, uh, and that can be you know, addressed through performance media, but more so on the emotional and on the collective values. And this can only be achieved through brand building. Great, thank you. Um, second to last question before before the break, um, you know, there, there's that expression, may you live in interesting times. It's actually a curse, not, you know, not, not a compliment. We're, we're, we're living in interesting times now and the next 12 months is going to be even more so. Um, we, we, we've seen a lot of the, the, the trends um, in spends. One of the, one of the interesting stats for me was the amount of spend on open exchange. Um, this is all being disruptive, uh, disrupted, I should say. So you have ATT, iOS, privacy first, deprecation of cookie coming. All of that is the foundation, a foundation that, that our industry has been built on. The, the technological foundation and architecture that our, that our businesses run on to do targeting and measurement uses cookies. Without the ability to target and have addressable audiences, without the ability to measure media anymore or, and have to look for alternative methods, how is that going to impact you, th you see where clients spend their money? Uh, and Mohammed, maybe, maybe, maybe you can answer because also one of the things that you do is you, you chair the, the council on emerging channels so there could be spends going there. So uh, what's your take? Yeah, uh, first, uh, is cookie less coming? <laughs> Very soon. Well, it, well, it's almost, it's pretty much here. Okay. Right. All right, so, so we got that. Uh, but I disagree with you on one point that actually the foundation is not uh, ha before even uh, cookie targeting. Uh, there was demographic targeting. You could still target males 18 to 35 and, uh, and so on. Uh, cookie allowed us to be more targeted. Uh, but I think if we go back and we reminisce at that, at that past and uh, venture into more um, aggressive, uh, if you want, and more appealing um, uh, targeting options like contextual targeting, uh, I think it has taken the back seat for a while. I think it's now about time to, to take the front seat. Uh, ID++, uh, personalization, signal-based marketing, all of these are uh, ev the evolution of marketing. So if you want to look at the bright side of, uh, of this, we've been trapping for, for, for uh, Cookieless uh, and ID and um, uh, iOS 14.5 uh, for, for a while now, correct? So I think marketers, agencies, and uh, ad tech are prepared and have plans in place to counter that and to really advance on that, but that can't happen without technology. And that uh, cannot happen without investing in measurement uh, uh, technology. And I think everyone is preparing uh, for that. Uh, we have, I mean, as Amazon, we have the solution. We have contextual targeting, uh, search, uh, retail media, as Daniel spoke earlier. Uh, it, it, is, uh, uh, it is also will take a huge, huge uh, drive uh, moving forward. 
So I don't think the ad spend will be affected. Uh, but maybe the channel mix? Maybe the channel mix will be affected. Um, search, I think it will grow. Um, I think programmatic will grow, but, but more first-party data-driven rather than third-party uh, data. Uh, so and new formats. And new formats, of course. Okay. This is the last question to everyone. So fast forward, 2023, we're sitting here. What are you predicting? Starting maybe with Joanne and moving that way. So I think naturally speaking, given everything that we've been discussing, um, on the one hand, it is a positive story. It will continue to be a positive story. If you look at any of the macro indicators, such as GDP, such as FDI, you know that it is a very much a positive and green uh, you know, story, especially if you compare it with other markets and with other regions. I think the one element that is very interesting, though, and a shift that we've seen across MENA is that for the first time in a very long time, it's not about a regional excellence play. It's about a global expansion play. And this shift in strategy uh, to go global is what I foresee will be a game changer. It's what makes it exciting um, and drive a lot of growth and a lot of acceleration from it. Now, that being said, I think it's very important to, to notice that not everyone will benefit from this, though the brands and the partners who will benefit from this are the ones that will be able to quickly fill the gap between the digital maturity that is still not where we want it to be versus the aspiration for digital transformation not only across uh, verticals, but more importantly, across markets. So the ones who could fill that gap with content naturally being a key to win are the ones who will be able to capitalize from the anticipated growth the most. Well, um, I agree. <laughs> um, but I actually, I don't want to commit to a number in, in specific when you ask me well, how much is the number going to be. but. What I want to touch on is something that we didn't discuss at all, which is how much creative plays, uh, you know, in the mix in, in driving uh, key brand metrics. And I think we need to look at creative excellence because this is what is going to, you know, uh, uh, increase ad recall. It's not the format. I, I believe it's not, you know, the, the channel mix, but it's really how we connect with the consumers on emotional level from content to creative. And I think this is something we need to look at maybe for the next IAB uh, seminar. Note this down. All right, so I look at it from county level. I think uh, North uh, Africa has a huge, huge potential to uh, to grow. Uh, GC, I think we're doing quite well. Um, uh, the numbers are quite, uh, quite green on that front. Uh, so from county level, uh, other regions has to pick up to grow digital. Second, a new channels. So uh, venturing into digital out of home, just an example. Uh, but also CTV will uh, will continue uh, to grow. A retail media is a great opportunity. It's a big opportunity. I think what we need to do is to really define how to measure uh, retail media for um, uh, for next year. I mean, at Amazon, we look at retail media uh, by using shopper behavior signals to really target and reach uh, audiences. So I think as IAB, we need to agree what is uh, retail media and then how to uh, to measure it. But nevertheless, retail media will continue to grow and I think it will be the biggest uh, growing medium in uh, 2023. So last, last but not least. 
Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with Joanne. I think the globalization element is very important. We won't see that next year if we don't change the methodology, which I don't think we will, but it might be an add-on. That's that's in the export export market. The export, yeah. So the global uh, the global side of things. Um, yeah, and and I agree. Also, connected TV, digital inside of home, right? I think we see YouTube grow fastest on that channel. That is that is really one of the growth drivers we expect, also for the region. Um, I think one of the things I found interesting in Daniel's presentation is the knock-on impact of one ad dollar spent versus economic impact. And I'm very curious because we we have heavy public sector spending. I'm very curious if ever there was an exercise where you say, what's the knock-on effect of a public sector spend dollar on ad spend? Because I think the changes we've seen in last year's events and the mega projects in Saudi really created something structural for the region. Besides tourism, but I think a faith in digital advertising that hopefully we can bank on and see good years next, uh, next good numbers next year as well.